Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I'm Scott, and I'm joined tonight by Jack. We welcome all of you, and we're going to be talking tonight about what we've been up to during the summer, as well as to tell our new listeners a little bit about the podcast, because we've made some behind-the-scenes changes recently, and we think we're going to have a lot of new listeners. So uh, welcome, and uh, Jack, how are you doing tonight? Good. Glad to be back on the podcast. It's been a little bit, and uh, obviously it's been very stressful time for everyone, so it's good to be doing things that we all enjoy again. So uh, yeah, like Scott said, we're just going to be talking a little bit about what we've been up to and what we're looking forward to, because we're looking forward to you know all this being behind us. As much as it's not going to be over tomorrow, we are looking forward to what we have ahead. And so um, I guess, Scott, you want to start by talking about what you've been up to, what you've been watching, what you've been uh, looking at uh, item-wise, and uh, yeah. Absolutely. So I've been watching a lot of movies, uh, mostly through the streaming services. Some of the movies I've seen came out years ago, and I just never got a chance to watch them, so I've been catching up on that stuff. A lot of the Disney animated movies that I had never seen before, I've been watching on Disney+, Plus. films like Pocahontas and Milan. I'm really enjoying going back and watching them, and there's still others I'm planning on watching. Like, for example, I never saw The Hunchback of Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, I should say. Um, like to see that. And also, Meet the Robinsons. Um, I was listening to the WDW radio podcast, and they had a two-part episode in which the topic was, if Walt Disney came back, what are the things you would do with him? Like, if you had one movie to watch with him, one TV show. And one of the panelists said that if he could watch any movie with Walt Disney, it would be Meet the Robinsons because it reflected what Walt Disney was all about in terms of, I guess, futuristic Tomorrowland type imagery. So, I I mean, that's kind of an off the beaten path answer. I don't think many people would say Meet the Robinsons for that, but I understood what he was talking about. So I, I do want to see that movie. Uh, so I've been watching those classic Disney animated films. And a couple of other newer movies I've seen, which I've been enjoying. One is called Palm Springs. Very popular movie now. Just came out on Hulu, starring Andy Sandberg. It's a comedy film, but it's also got a drama component to it as well. It basically is kind of like a Groundhog Day type movie, where Andy Samberg plays a character who goes through a basically repetitive day every single time he wakes up. He's living the exact same day over and over again. But what makes it different from other films like that, such as Groundhog Day, is that he can pull other people into the time loop with him. And that's what happens with him and a female character. And it goes from there. So there's a romantic comedy component to it, but a real dr- drama component as well. So that's Palm Springs, and that's on Hulu. It's gotten phenomenal reviews. Then I saw a Netflix movie called The Half of It. This is kind of a classic teen-type movie. Uh, very good film. I've actually talked about it on a recent episode of the podcast. Even though a lot of teen movies don't necessarily get great reviews, and they haven't been that successful recently. I thought the half of it was a higher quality teen film. And then finally, a movie that's gotten a lot of attention if you're into science fiction and horror is on Amazon Prime. It's called The Vast of Night. It is a film that takes place in the 1950s dealing with the arrival of a of an alien spaceship and what happens the night it arrives and what happens in the small town America location where the arrival occurs. Really well-done film from a first-time director, gotten remarkable reviews. Some people actually have said it was their best of the year so far. Other people have actually said that about Palm Springs as well, which is really interesting. 
Uh, but those are the movies I've been watching. And you know what's in- interesting about it all, Jack, is that normally in the summertime, we get these big budget releases at the movie theaters. We'd be going to the theaters to see the new Marvel movies and these epic big releases. That's obviously not happening this summer. And the streaming services have really stepped up to the plate in giving the viewers really good content. Uh, if anything, the movies coming out on the streaming services are better than the movies that were supposed to be in theaters that are being released on demand, where you could purchase or we could rent them, let's say, for 20 bucks per showing. So uh, I'll talk about some other stuff in a few minutes, but those are three of the movies I've seen recently. Again, that's Palm Springs, that's on Hulu. The half of it is on Netflix, and The Vast of Night is on Amazon Prime. How about you, Jack? What have you been doing? Those are all great picks. I think that's a good point you make about streaming services. I think, like you said, there's going to be, and I don't, we could have a whole episode about this. I don't want to dive too much into it. But there's going to be a question now moving forward about whether or not uh, big companies choose to release movies, you know, traditionally in movie theaters, whether they just do it via streaming. We saw Disney Plus. Um, you know, they've been releasing movies via their uh, Disney Plus uh, service instead of doing it through the theaters. We also saw them push back now Mulan and one other movie. I can't recall what it was, but it, it will be something to think about what the impact is. I still think that people will love to go to the movies no matter what, but we all know that mm-hmm. there's going to be it's gonna be a little bit of time before we can do that. But um, for me, I've been watching um, I've been watching a lot of TV. So in terms of movies, really the only thing I saw was um, – uh, this movie called Desperados, which is on Netflix. And the only reason I knew about it was because uh, two of the uh, main actors from it uh, were two characters from uh, a show that I'd recently watched called New Girls. And so I got into that movie because of it. And uh, it, it's like an okay movie. I, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 15%. So that gives you an 50, idea. That, okay, you said 15 or 50? 15, one five. So it's <laughs> certainly not critically appro- uh, approved. But like it's a funny feel good movie I thought and it was just kind of something nice and dumb to watch. Um, I enjoyed it, but I certainly don't like recommend it as a much see. But something I do recommend is more of a much see, and it's kind of the reason I've been watching so much is I've been rewatching the Breaking Bad series. So I initially saw mm-hmm. this years ago, and then only I actually hadn't seen all of Better Call Saul, which some people said, which for anyone who doesn't know is regarded as like the prequel to um, the Breaking Bad series. And some mm-hmm. people, many people actually say that. Uh, Better Call Saul is better, that they enjoyed it more than Breaking Bad. And since I hadn't seen all the episodes, that's what I've been spending a lot of my time and getting back through those episodes. And I plan to rewatch Breaking Bad uh, once I finish all of um, Better Call Saul. I I think, Scott, also, I just want to pose a question to you. As I've spent more and more time with these streaming services now, have you noticed, because I certainly have, that you prefer certain streaming services to others, even if you didn't think about it at the time, have you found yourself you know, leaning towards one, only watching one and kind of spending less time on the other, which may, may make people reevaluate, you know, how many streaming services they have. So Jack, I'm going to answer your question, but before I do that, I just want to say that I was thinking about all of the streaming services I have because I just got Peacock, the one that came out through NBC universal. So I got, I have Netflix, Hulu, Hulu for live TV, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Shudder, the horror streaming service, HBO Max, Peacock, MLB TV, NBA League Pass, NHL Game Center, Boomerang, the cartoon service, okay, and Apple TV Plus. Those are the streaming. So I I think I have every major service. I think that might be a record. 
I think I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, and the crazy thing is I watch stuff on all of them. I, don't, I really wow. am. But uh, in terms of your question, Jack, about reevaluating what my favorite is and what I've been using the most, recently I've been using Hulu the most, actually. And the main reason for it is simply because that's now where I get my live TV. I've mostly cut the cord, except for one cable box that I keep for a particular sports channel. But between the live TV and uh, what I've watched on Hulu recently, in addition to that movie Palm Springs, I'm watching the I watched the TV show What We Do in the Shadows, which was originally on FX. It's a vampire comedy show. Absolutely hilarious. And I've been watching that on Hulu. I'm caught up on those episodes. They have an original show called Love, Victor, which is based on the movie Love, Simon. I just started that. That's a Hulu original. And then I talked about this a few episodes ago, but this show High Fidelity, which is based on the, uh, the movie and book of the same name. That's a Hulu original as well. So they've been really putting out good, high-quality content. So Hulu is a top one for me. Disney Plus, just because of the volume of content. You know, another TV show I watched during this whole stay-at-home period was Prop Central. Is that the name of it? I mean, it's crazy. There's so, so much stuff I've seen. Yeah, that was a really good Disney Plus original. And I'm watching some of the vintage archival programming as well. They've started to release on Disney Plus this retro Disney stuff like these Walt Disney TV specials and some high quality older Disney TV programming, which I'm enjoying. So I would say in terms of my favorites, Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix is great just because there's so much content on there. Uh, but in terms of a smaller streaming service that I'm impressed by, well, you know, here's what I'll say. Not that it's a smaller service, but because it's actually pretty massive. Peacock, the one that just came out which unfortunately is not available on Roku yet or Firestick. Uh, but one of the things I like a lot about Peacock is that it has as part of its library what they call channels. So you could go on there and you could load up a movie or a TV show just the way we do with any streaming service. But they always have 24-7, one channel devoted to Saturday Night Live, one channel devoted to late night shows, and for, for, for what I love, one channel which just shows The Office nonstop. So you put that on, it's just nonstop office episodes, which is very cool. Uh, those are the ones that stand out for me. How about you, Jack? Um, for me, uh, and just before I get to it, I, th- if you're, I don't know if you've ever seen those articles where uh, people are saying we can't have you know, 20 streaming services because no one's going to get them all. Well, you're the anomaly. You've, <laughs> you own every single streaming service. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, Thank you. For me, By the way, what I watch more than I watch sports almost more than anything else, though. I just you know okay. I watch, but but yeah, I I probably could save a little bit of money. <laughs> it's it's like you cut the cord on cable and you bought three more cable boxes. So you know it is <laughs> what it is. True. But for me, um, I fa- I found and this is something I think just entirely has to do with the player. I found myself watching more Netflix than anything else, and I think it's literally just because Netflix player is so smooth, at least on mobile that is. It is so easy to pull up a Netflix, start a show because it's right there and you're continue watching, and if you, you know leave the app, you're doing something else, it's so easy to go back into it. And I think other players should invest more money into this. I know HBO's player, it's a little bit clunky, it's a little bit slow, uh, on mobile that is. Same with Hulu. I mean, Hulu's better, but it's still, and they've actually made efforts to make it better, Hulu, I've noticed. It's still a little Mm -hmm. bit clunky, still a little bit slow, and Netflix is just so smooth. And so, in the age of, even though everything's at our fingertips, we still, you know, do things that are easier for us. Mm -hmm. Netflix's player is just so nice, and it's it's hard not to want to watch a show on that. 
they make it so easy to binge shows, to continue watching shows. So I've been watching a ton of Netflix. I still love Hulu. Hulu, I always watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. Right. But um, I think more companies, instead of looking to add content, do this. If they just make the player more appealing to people to watch, they'll they'll draw a lot of people from other other uh, services. So. Jack, that's a great point. You know, so often when we talk about streaming services, we're talking about it from the perspective of what's on this site and what's on this service. But the user experience now actually matters when you have so many services to choose from. I do find Hulu to not be very user friendly, even though I've used it a ton. There are so many times where I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Like with the Apple TV remote, which direction do I go? What button do I push? It's not good. It's really, they do need to simplify it a little bit. And Netflix is Netflix's player, especially on those mobile devices like you speak of, it can't be beat. It's seamless, never had any issues with it. It's been very easy to use. Oh, by the way, I just realized I pay for YouTube premium as well. So I I, I don't have to watch the ads. That's, I guess that's considered another streaming service because there is original content on there. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Man, that, that I think that honestly has to be a record. I don't know if there's someone who has every single streaming service. It's not everything, though, because I'll tell you this. A few weeks ago, I found an article that listed every single streaming service that somebody could subscribe yeah. to. There were over 70, 70 services, tons that we've never heard of. I mean, that you gotta I get, heard of. You got to get on that then. You got you to get all 70. I don't know why you're slacking off with just 20. <laughs> I know. I know. We can boost those numbers up. We're going to start a Patreon page to uh, <laughs> get, get Scott subscribe to more. With everything, with everything that needs Patreon, we're going to get Scott to 70 uh, <laughs> streaming services. That's true. Um, Jack, uh, during this period, have you been listening to any new music, any, any, anything different or the same old usual stuff? Um, it's interesting. I mean, it, a lot of artists have been putting out like individual songs. I feel like Taylor Swift was, I mean, I know you're a big Taylor Swift fan. Right. So we got to hear your thoughts on the new album. I feel like Taylor I pr- Swift. I promised Joe, one of our co-hosts, I'd wait to do a full review. Oh, okay. Him. So we'll wait. But, um, I know, uh, I, th- I feel like she was one of the few artists to release like a whole album during mm-hmm. this period. It seems like most artists were, uh, maybe because like everyone, we didn't think it would take this, we didn't last this long, but it seems like most artists are just doing like one or two songs out so i've been listening like some of my i like i really like country music and so some of the artists i listen to have been releasing you know like some singles so luke combs made a new single that i love but that's about it there hasn't been i thought at least a ton of new music out aside from taylor swift's new album yeah i agree not a lot of new content um jack when it comes to country music uh, on sirius xm are there any country stations you prefer the most I'm pretty strictly with Spotify. When I'm in the car, I'm only mm. listening to the, the playlist I made in Spotify, so I don't listen to a ton of Sirius XM. Right. Um, but I know there are a ton of great country stations on Sirius XM. I mean, Sirius XM has a station for literally the most unique taste you could ever imagine. So, But for me, I'm just I'm mostly Spotify, the playlist that I make. So you, I was going to ask, when you put on Spotify in the car or at home, you're mostly listening to playlists and not albums? Yeah, almost... With an exception of like a couple albums that I just love, and I'm sure everyone has an album mm-hmm. like that, um, is usually just playlists. Playlist, right. uh, I have like 30 different playlists. I think everyone does has like a million different playlists they listen yeah, to. Yeah, it's true. One of the challenges of having so much to listen to nowadays between music and podcasts is figuring out what to listen to. Because there's yeah. always a podcast episode you want to hear. There's always a music thing you want to hear, whether it's old or new. I find it to be very difficult to figure it out in terms of how I spend my – I probably spend more time thinking about what to listen to than actually listening. 
totally. And I can't tell you how many times I've like gone through, wiped my Spotify clean, made new playlists, yeah. and then like in a month do the same exact thing. And then I want right. to find old ones I made, but I deleted them and it, I'm pulling my hair out. So you, you spend more time thinking about how you're going to listen to it, where you're going to listen to it a lot of times than actually listening to it. It's true. It's very true. Uh, who are your top, if you had to mention, I know, I know you've talked about um, Midland as one of your yes. top country artists. But who are some, let's say, three or four of your other top country artists that you like to listen to? So definitely Luke Combs, um, uh, Morgan Whalen, I absolutely love, um, Midland, so you already mentioned them, Florida Georgia Line, and then who else? That's four. I, those are probably my my top four. Um, and the, I mean, like, my classic is Rascal Flatts. They don't make a ton of new stuff, though they are, I think, coming out with a new album they they mm-hmm. announced that but um they've made a ton of new stuff recently but those are like my top four currently luke combs and morgan whalen are kind of like the stars of country music right now and for good mm-hmm. reason because they're kind of we don't have to break this into a whole country music discussion but they're kind of bringing back in uh, a more traditional sound in country music that right. people are really enjoying yeah no that's very true um they've always said country music is the most popular music in america and yeah. it really is it, it, it definitely is. You know, we're from the Northeast, and the interesting thing is concerts that I've been to over the years in the Northeast, when I see young people at the concerts, I, I've been to a couple country shows, but for the most part, they've been more rock and pop shows. Yeah. You see young people singing along to rock and pop, right? Yeah. But when it comes to country music, you see so many young people, guys, girls, know all the lyrics to the songs, even here where, oh, I'm from New Jersey, where country music is not as popular. Yet you see yeah. when there are country shows, they the artists have a big following. You're absolutely right. And I think because we're in the Northeast, we don't really realize how big, for country music specifically, the following is. Because like, I know a lot of the, the my friends I grew up with, they listen to a ton of you know rap, hip-hop, uh, pop, like you said. And right. um, especially, so I go to school in the, in the Northeast also, and it's the same thing. It's a lot of that kind of music. But then you look at other parts of the country, and it other, and it's literally entirely country music. So, it's um, it's a it's a huge audience, and uh, I totally believe that it's the most popular uh, in America. Makes sense. Yeah, and it's really good right now, country music. There's so much to listen yeah. to. The reason I asked you about the Sirius XM question is because I was redoing some of the presets in my car. I didn't need as many presets, so I was kind of. And I actually think, other than rock and classic rock music, I have more country presets than any other genre, including oh, wow. like I, Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett Station is very countryish, but I have Kenny yeah. Chesney Station, Y2 Country, Prime Country. It's really a lot of good content on there. I know uh, Station Just Hot Country, I think, is, it's, is, you know, it's just like all the hits. And that one's right. that great. Yeah, no, it's very good stuff. Um, I, I would mention when it comes to music, like, like, actually, like you just mentioned, Jack Taylor Swift did release the album Folklore, which was a true surprise release. No one knew it was coming other than people that actually worked with her on the album and her first music video for it. Uh, we'll talk, as I mentioned a second ago, Joe uh, from the podcast is a big Taylor Swift fan as well. So we'll review that soon. But the other big for me as a Beatles fan next Friday is the re-release of what I think is one of Paul McCartney's best albums called Flaming Pie, which originally came out in 1997. It's being reissued in multiple formats as part of the Paul McCartney Archive Collection. And I'm going to be doing an episode with Dan, our uh, resident Beatles guest, coming up pretty soon, in which we'll go over that. Uh, There's one other group I would mention 
when it comes to music. I've been listening to them a lot. The name of the group is Han. That's H-O-N-N-E. I discovered them either through Spotify or Apple Music on a playlist that they that the service created. They're a British duo, two guys, and I've heard their music described as electro soul, and I think that's a very good way of describing it. It's got an R and B jazz type flavor with a good several of their tracks have a real good dance sound as well. I've been listening a lot to them. They're very popular really in England and a lot of the Asian markets. In Japan they're very popular. Here in the States they have played when they come to the States they tend to play more of the smaller concert venues in, for example, Brooklyn and DC and places like that. But they do have a following. I think our listeners would enjoy them. That's Han. Um, and other than that, now that sports are back, been watching baseball, I've been watching Major League Soccer. We have the return of basketball this weekend, hockey. Uh, as we record this tonight, the baseball season, who knows what's going to happen because 14 people associated with the Marlins have tested positive, and you just don't know. I, I, I really can't tell you at all. I, I don't have any. I could see how the whole season could be canceled, and I see how the season could go on. I really don't know where it's going, but I do like the idea of sitting down, watching TV, and putting on the TV and watching sports. It's very comforting for me to have that back. Um, what about you, Jack? Uh, are you getting ready for NBA? I know you love basketball. Yes, very excited for NBA. Just want to see want to see them playing so badly. I've missed it. I'm very excited for this. I think the you know you got to look at the positives to everything, and I think this bubble experience will be really unique. Um, you know, in one sense, they don't have the the crowds, yes, which does take a certain element out of the game, but it will just be really cool to see them uh, competing in a way we haven't before. They're adding m- new mics we haven't had. They have different camera angles because there's no fans, so it'll be interesting. And they are making a lot of. I've seen some of the scrimmages. They have a giant um, board right behind mm-hmm. the court where they're playing uh, like videos with the audios from like games and stuff of fans. So you you do kind of feel like you're you are watching a real game. Uh, but it'll just be interesting to see. And it's certainly been interesting to see the dynamics between all the players and them interacting with the bubble and everything like that. Uh, I'm really excited to watch. I'm just excited, as I'm sure everyone is, just to be watching just to be watching sports. Um, but I'm, I'm certainly very excited for the NBA Finals. It's going to be great. One of our friends, a frequent guest on the podcast, another Scott, is down in Disney World right now. He texted me a picture from the Grand Floridian of the NBA Barbershop which is behind a blue fence because they sealed off where the players are. I'll post that on the podcast Instagram page uh, probably tomorrow or so. Um, I'm very excited to see Disney World get this type of attention with Major League Soccer and the NBA there. It's going to be very cool. And the other night, Jack, I don't know if I told you this, but I talked on Twitter to Robin Lopez of the Milwaukee Bucks, who is a big Disney fan. He's been tweeting nonstop related to Disney stuff from his hotel room at the Grand Destino. And he tweeted something about the Muppet movie. And I commented on the Rainbow Connection, which is obviously the hit song from yeah. that film. And we had a brief Twitter exchange about that. It's very cool uh, to oh, see. That's awesome. I'm rooting for the Bucks, by the way. Now that the Knicks have been, they didn't even make the bubble. <laughs> like, yeah. By the way, I was thinking, can you imagine being one of the teams in the NBA and NHL where your season is so bad you don't even get invited <laughs> to the bubble? Oh, you can imagine it. You're a fan. So there you go. You're <laughs> fan of the Knicks and you get to feel what that's like. That is true. Now that the Knicks are not there though, I am rooting for the Bucks. I do like Robin Lopez and his brother, Brooke, of course, great players. Um, I'll be rooting for them uh, in, in the NBA season. There was a special on ABC two nights ago, I think previewing the resumption of the NBA season. So it's going to be real exciting. 
Jack, anything else you've been up to in terms of uh, this the past few weeks? Yes. So uh, one of the few things that's been open for pretty much anyone to do that's outside is golf. So I've been playing a ton of golf. Uh, got like a county card for the courses near me, and I've just been playing with some friends. And um, it has uh, led me to some merchandise, which I have to thank Scott for. Um, with golf, it's very trendy nowadays, especially with the younger players. You wear like a, a crazy polo or a crazy Hawaiian shirt. And um, everything I know about them was from my co-host here. He got me uh, maybe two years ago, before I went yeah. to college, this Hawaiian shirt from uh, this company, Roosevelt's, which I'm sh- it's very popular. I'm sure every, everyone who's listeners have heard about it. And if they haven't, I definitely recommend you check it out. And um, this company, they make Hawaiian shirts, but they also do... Um, uh, deals with a lot of big uh, shows and well-known products or movies. So, for example, they had a whole line with Parks and Recreation, which is a, a show that I've watched. And so Scott got me a shirt with uh, Ron Burgundy on it. Or not Ron Burgundy, sorry. That's uh, that's, that's Anchorman. Anch- Anchorman. Yes, <laughs> Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson. There you go. With Ron Swanson on it. And um, ever since then, I've been getting a lot of Hawaiian shirts and uh, the like. So, Definitely, if, if anyone's interested in you know cool polo shirts, cool Hawaiian shirts, check out Roosevelt's online, which you can just Google RSLVTS. Um, and another company that I recently discovered, too, is called Rowdy Gentleman, which has some really, really funny T-shirts, funny polos as well, which I also highly recommend, which is just Rowdy Gentleman, and you can look them up online. Um, a lot of golf. My handicap, for some reason, keeps going higher and higher. It's going in the wrong direction, <laughs> but I'm hanging in there, and... You know, they say you got to get worse before you can get better. So that's what I'm doing. Clearly, it's just hopefully getting better at some point. So, Jack, when you're out there on the golf course, does it feel like more normal times? That's exactly why it's so nice, Scott. It feels like there's not a huge pandemic going on. You know, all the players are very respectful and they're safe and they're smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you're outside, people aren't wearing masks. And it just feels like you're not, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. It's beautiful weather. You get to be outside and relax. And you can you can play with friends, obviously. So um, it's it's very nice. You know, golf is always relaxing when you're not hitting 40 shots in the water. But right. it is relaxing now, especially just being out of the house and, you know, being able to be outside in the fresh air. So it's been really enjoyable. Jack, if somebody asked you why you love Hawaiian shirts, what would you say? I'd say my co-host, Scott. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much it. No, I guess. Well, I, you know, I, so I was asked, why do you wear so many Hawaiian shirts? Because I wear them all the time. I'll wear them to work. I'll wear them. Yeah. to parties, to just hanging out. To me, I love Hawaiian shirts because, first off, they're actually comfortable. The material tends to be thinner-type material, so I find them very comfortable yeah. to wear. Uh, but they convey a very laid-back feel, just like a vacation type feel. Um, yeah. And that's I, why I like wearing them. Uh, and if you are right. on vacation, there you go. You have your your full wardrobe for any trip. Yeah. And especially with the Hawaiian shirts nowadays, there's, they have such cool designs and patterns. They don't look like – I know Hawaiian shirts of 10, 20 years ago were pretty farty, and they just had some you know, trees and flowers. But nowadays, they're really cool. And so yes. when you wear them, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a statement, and it's a, it's a good statement this time. So I really enjoy yeah. them. Uh, two recent Hawaiian shirts I purchased. One was through Roosevelt's, actually. I don't even know if you'd call this a Hawaiian shirt, but I guess it could uh, they're affiliated with Saved by the Bell, classic TV show. So on this shirt, it's pictures of Zach and Screech, <laughs> which I got. And then the other one I got through the official Graceland website. It's the Hawaiian shirt that Elvis wore in the movie Blue Hawaii. So oh, that's a cool awesome. shirt. Yeah, very cool. Very cool stuff. Uh, I'm very happy to hear you like Hawaiian shirts, Jack. Where's the uh, 
that one the one you just mentioned uh, available? The, the blue. Oh, it's uh, it was available on I think the website is shopgraceland.com. I typed in blue Hawaii and it's the authentic Elvis red Hawaiian woven shirt. By the way, they have a very good pre-order of a face mask there. I'm seeing this now. $7.50. That's very cheap for this. Elvis Hawaii face mask. That's awesome. Online shopping, man. I'll tell you, you could go down a rabbit hole with that. (laughs) We're doing it as we record this episode right now. (laughs) I've just purchased a a Hawaiian shirt and a streaming service. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. A Hawaiian shirt streaming service. (laughs) That's the combo we need. Um. Anyhow, yeah, so that's uh, that's good stuff right there. Uh, and, and look, um, I, I said this before earlier, uh, not tonight, but on previous episode of the podcast. There's a lot of bad news out there, but there is some promising news, too. They seem to be making progress on the search for a vaccine and all the uh, treatments as well. And uh, just got to keep looking forward, you know, keep moving forward one yeah. step ahead of the other, one foot in front of the other. And uh, take each day as it comes. And I do find, like we've been talking about tonight, sports, movies, TV shows, music, shopping, it's, it makes, you, makes the time go a little bit easier. Yeah. And I, the Ice best cream, thing I heard, too. Ice cream helps. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. The, the best thing I heard was, you know, obviously no one wanted any of this stuff to happen, but you got to just make the best of it that you can. So if you're home and you have time on your hands, maybe do some things you didn't think you were going to do or try something new, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it is a good time to kind of try some new things and just yeah. re- really focus on yourself. So it, it can be, um, good in that way for, you know, individuals. So it doesn't have to be, you know, so horrible for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's very true. Uh, it's a good time to do some reading. I've been catching up on some reading yeah. as well. Been working out. Um, it, yeah. it is good for that. It, it's, but you know, in all honesty, it's also hard. Like here we are, we're recording this. What's the date today? It's July 27th and it's prime summer. You know, the temperature is hot. Mm-hmm. I was swimming in a pool the other day for a couple of days and normally I actually, I was going to be going to Disney world on this epic summer trip in just a few days. I'm not doing that, but it's, yeah. uh, it hurts sometimes when you think about the stuff that we could be doing, but just got to make the best of your time at home. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think we're both doing that. I must say. I think so. And you, you just got to put in perspective, you know, Absolutely. we're doing much better than a lot of people. So. Absolutely true. So Jack, I'm now going to ask you to tell our listeners about some recent changes to the podcast behind the scenes and some very exciting stuff that we've been working on. Jack. Absolutely. So like Scott said, we decided to make a switch over from one host to another. So we're switching from Squarespace, which we used to host our podcast on, to a different host called Podbean. Podbean is much more podcast specific. It's just a lot easier to continue the growth that we've been experiencing, uh, connect other podcasts, and um, also just make it a better experience for all of our listeners. So the only differences you'll notice as a listener is uh, if you're familiar with our old website, we will just be moving some of the most uh, popular pages from that to this new one. So I know for the blog, for example, which you know Scott ran into the blog post, we're going to be able to do all that stuff on the new Podbean site. It'll just take some time to get up and running. But in the meantime, uh, we will be publishing episodes like we usually would, uh, and they'll show up in the same places for you. They'll show up on your Spotify. They'll show up on your SoundCloud. Um, but if you 
you want to learn more about us, if you want to, you know, listen to us more and read any of us, any of our stuff we published, it'll just be at a different location. Um, and that'll just take some time for us to transition to, but we're really excited about this. We think it's going to be, um, great for, like I said, continuing the growth that we've been experiencing. We really didn't expect to get this many listeners, this many downloads. We kind of just started the podcast for fun, but since then we've seen really great, uh, uh, listener base and community forming, especially on our Twitter. And so we're we're very appreciative for everyone who's listening. And we made the switch because we think it's going to be uh, overall in the best uh, interest for our podcast going forward. So I completely agree with that. I think Podbean is very exciting for us. We'll be able to get better analytics in terms of seeing who's listening, where they're from, so we could make improvements to the podcast based on that. And uh, we are very happy to be affiliated with Podbean because they are designed for the sole purpose of the creation and promotion of podcasts. And Squarespace was good to work with. We enjoyed them. We highly recommend them. I use them for other things as well. But we thought Podbean was great because we are a podcast. And we wanted to be with something that deals just with that. And so for our new listeners, the only thing I would add, uh, you may be curious, well, Stuff We Love Podcast, what does that mean? What is What is it about? And I would describe it this way. I know this sounds rather simplistic, but we talk about the stuff we love. And for Jack and I and others on the show frequently, that is movies, music, a lot of theme park stuff. So we very frequently talk about Disney, news connected to the theme parks and to the company, talk Star Wars, we talk talk Marvel, uh, and Universal Studios as well. So a lot of Harry Potter stuff. And if you go back and look at some of our recent episodes, you'll see things like uh, trip reports from people that have been to the theme parks, Star Wars discussions, influencers from Instagram that maybe deal with Harry Potter, for example, and then uh, photographers that take beautiful photos from the theme parks. We'll have movie episodes where we'll talk about a particular film series, music episodes where maybe we'll do a specific evening devoted to the Beatles or Taylor Swift. A uh, recent episode I really enjoyed was with my friends Dan and Scott. The, t- the the theme was we each had to make a playlist of 10 songs from the 60s with only one of the songs being a Beatles song. What songs would we put on there? Kind of fun stuff like that. And our community of listeners, as Jackie mentioned a second ago, really has grown. And what I love about it is that it's diverse. So many different interests, so many people with different backgrounds from all over the world. We also, uh, just so our listeners, if there's very brand new listeners, uh, so it's usually going to be one to three of us uh, as, our, as the usual host. So there's Scott here, uh, I'm Jack, and then we also have Joe, who's a regular host. And then, like Scott said, we'll have a bunch of different guests on. So sometimes it might just be Scott and a guest, or you know, Scott, myself, and Joe with a guest, whatever it might be, whoever's available for that particular episode. But um, yeah, we're we're really excited. Uh, you know, not only as uh, you know, hopefully this coronavirus stuff is all behind us, but we're excited for this uh, this new transition to Podbean. We think it's going to be great, like we said, for the podcast and the listeners. And um, and yeah, uh, this episode was just kind of give everyone a little update on what we've been up to, what we're looking forward to, and talk about the transition we made. And Jack, uh, one more thing I'd add about this is that at the end of every episode, we have a segment called the Stuff We Love segment, and that's a part of the show where we'll talk about a particular thing that we've been enjoying, whether it could be a movie or a musical artist, a song, a product, something like that. And one of the things I've heard from several listeners is that they enjoy that aspect of the show because they they like listening to podcasts for recommendations. So tonight was kind of like a big recommendation show. So... You're looking for good music recommendations? We cover that. 
products. We covered that movies, TV shows, and so forth. Streaming services. We talked about it all. Yeah, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed being part of the podcast and I'm excited for where it's headed. So with that, I'm going to take you through a wrap up of where you can find us online. Our Twitter is at stuff. We love pod. Instagram is at stuff. We love podcast. We have a Facebook page. Our new website is stuff. We love podcast.podbean.com. You can find us on YouTube. We'll link to that in our show notes. And we encourage all of you to write to us at our, we- our at our email address, which is stuffwelovepodcast.gmail.com. And if you haven't done so already, leave us those good five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It makes it easier for others to find the show as well. And uh, that takes us where we have to be. So, Jack, I wish you well. It's great to talk to you again tonight. You as well, as always. Very excited to be back on the mic and uh, looking forward to what the rest of this year holds. So, Jack, let me leave you with this question. When we're done recording here tonight, it's going to be almost 11 p.m. Will you be making any online orders before you go to sleep? Oh, definitely, especially after everything. (laughs) I have to. It's just impossible for me not to. I'm going to be looking at more Hawaiian shirts because (laughs) why not? You can never have too many Hawaiian shirts. We should be living in Hawaii with all these shirts. We should, although I feel like it's, it's more of a statement to wear them back in New Jersey where we're from. So Yes, well, like I said, it's all about promotion of fun living and exactly. uh, entertainment and all that Which stuff. Which defines us, you know, and you, see, that is you us. see us and you think fun fun living and entertainment. So, Golfing, swimming, having fun. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, thanks again for everyone tuning in. Uh, stay well, stay safe and healthy. And uh, Jack, great to be with you, my friend. Yes, you as well. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast. <laughs>